0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very special extra edition of the Crane Kicks Lex podcast. Of course, I'm Tyler Crane, your host. Today, I have our very own Amal Knight, guardian of the goal, joining us today after a huge performance this weekend. Amal, how you doing?
1: Hey, Taylor. Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing really really good. Just trying to enjoy what's left of my summer before I have to go back, you know. You know, I'm a school librarian, so I got yeah. that little window and uh trying to make the most of it with the kids, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, so I, I got a lot of questions for you because I feel like a lot of people are curious about you, who you are as a person. I think that yeah. you're one of the big fan favorites. I think everybody loves your energy. And so um, I'm looking forward to our talk. Before we get too deep into anything, I got to talk about the obvious. So today they released that you got another Team of the Week honor. Uh, yeah. You're up for Goal of the Week again. So I, I it's it's wild right, right now. Like you and Otis are neck and neck with seven honors each from yeah. the league uh, so far this season, which is amazing. I mean, I feel like our team in general has just been racking them up. Ben, how does that what, – what does that mean to you? Like how does that feel to get these and kind of have that extra validation, you know, going forward throughout this season?
1: Uh, it's 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 very good. Uh, it's very motivating to me, to be honest. Uh, it just helps me to push more each each week, each day in training uh, to get the desired results that we need on a, on a weekend. So for me, uh, it's, it's my training habits. I do well in training. I, I train at 110, 120% sometimes. So, uh, for me, it's just working hard in training and then you'll, you'll, uh, get the rewards at the, at the end of the week. So I'm just doing my thing. I'm not really focused on the accolades or Anything like that. I'm just more focused on us trying to win games and get into the playoffs because we have a really good team. So I think we deserve a playoff spot, but it's not, it's not, it's not given, it's earned. So uh you yeah. just have to keep pushing.
0: Man, how did I know? Do you're such a like a humble guy? I like, I love it because you're like the perfect mix of confidence and being humble. Uh, you know, like perfect examples whenever the team was being asked like who's the greatest athlete of all time? And I loved your answer popping on the camera and saying, me. <laughs> and, and, and I love that. But then at the same time, you're the type of dude that it's it's not about the personal accolades. It's all about the team performance yeah. and what comes at the end. And, I, man, I think that's just one of the things that makes people gravitate towards you as, as a player. And uh, I love that answer. I mean, but it is, it is cool. And I know for you, it's more about the, the team and everything. But I also wonder, I'm just curious. Um, with these things like the the team of the week, you know, save of the week, uh, goal of the week, is there ever any type of um, like friendly banter competition within the team about those? Just joking about like, okay, who's going to get one or who had one that week? Oh no,
1: That's, no, no, no one, no one ever focuses on who's getting a team of the week or goal of the week or uh, save of the week. No one really. Uh, cares about it that much like players care about it i care about it but like as i said before it's not really my Mm -hmm. main focus my main focus is just helping team each week and getting the desired results that we need to win games or if we can take points that that that's that's really the aim for me so i'm no there's no banter in the changing room about (laughs) or anything like that now.
0: yeah that's cool. That's cool to hear, man, because I know that you guys are really close in that unit and you all are very focused on on the team goals at the end of the day. And, and then obviously one of those big goals is making the playoffs, which I, I think we can do it. I feel yep. it from this team, man. I, I just I, I believe and I know that you guys have it in you. Um, and especially after this weekend, oh man, that results against Omaha getting another clean sheet. Yep. Obviously, you had a big performance, man. Uh, what was it like? five saves, and, like, I feel at least three of them, maybe four of them were these, like, crazy diving saves. Yeah. that You had rockets coming towards you, man, but you had full outstretch, midair, swatting away. It was so cool to see. What was that like for you and the guys experiencing, like, this bounce-back game where it's, like, everything was just just clicking? You know, we had those four tough losses, and then we come back, and we make a statement like this. What did that mean to you and the rest of the guys?
1: It means a lot because – uh, to be fair, after after the uh, the game that we lost heavily, and I, I mm-hmm. de- didn't re- uh, deserve to lose that heavily. But that's that's the nature of this league. Sometimes when you don't show up, uh, teams will just dominate you. And and mm-hmm. it happened on Saturday where we we dominated uh, the game plan. We stuck to the game plan and we got the desired results. But uh, after the Tormenta game, we we had a honest conversation. The coaching staff, the medical staff, the the entire team, and we we spoke, uh, and it was a good conversation. Uh, and unfortunately, we we lost three three after that. But mm-hmm. the the bounce back uh, on Saturday, it was a turning point, and we we spoke about it. Uh, we we just started trying this formation, just like. I think on Thursday, we tried this one mm-hmm. and Friday, we, we ironed out some stuff in, in the practice and it came to light on, on Saturday. So, um, it, it's a confidence boost for the entire team and mm-hmm. it can, it can boost the moral of the, of the, the entire team also. So hopefully, uh, we can get some more results like that, uh, coming Saturday.
0: Oh, yeah, I hope so, too, because, I mean, that was, I don't know, it just brought energy into the stadium, just having a performance like that. Because, you you know, seeing a team like Omaha that's doing really good, I think people were getting a little, like, skittish. Um, you know, I, I believed in my heart of hearts that we could win. I even talked a little bit of trash to a couple of my Omaha friends out yeah. there. <laughs> and they were like, you're going to regret that. And I'm like, no, you just wait and see. So I, I feel awesome about that that performance. And you could really tell that you guys – had worked hard in those couple days that you had in that yeah. formation and tried to make the most of it, and so I can't see or wait to see what comes next from that. So, you know, congrats on that big win and that clean sheet, Amal. That was Thank amazing. You. I
1: appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So, I want to get into a little bit of uh, more about like you. I think everybody's just curious about you know Amal in general. So, w- what kind of led you on your soccer journey? What got you first into playing soccer, and then eventually making you decide, okay, I want to do this professionally.
1: Uh, to be honest, uh, it started back home in Jamaica where it was always my passion. Um, funny enough, I I have a picture where uh, I was probably like probably I, I would say like four or five where I was dressed up in a goalkeeper suit where it was all long pants and long sleeve shirt. But mm-hmm. I actually started out as a a forward then a midfielder. So um I I played out a bit and then it was in when I was in the 6th grade. Uh mm-hmm. a friend of mine we we're, we're very good friends still uh he's American but he he had uh family in Jamaica and he was living there for a while and he he had to migrate back here in the states and that's when I decided you know what I'm a, I'm going to try to do this goalkeeping thing cuz I, mm-hmm. like it. I like how they dress and stuff like that. I've always been fascinated yeah. by how they dress and stuff. So, And they're different from everyone else. So I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try this. And ever since, um, I didn't turn back. So that, that has been the, the journey. So that really got me into goalkeeping. So,
0: yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that. Goalkeepers have the, the sweetest fits in the game. I'll tell you what, I've told them, I've told like Kyle Piercy and a few other people like a million times if they sold your blue goalkeeper kit, man, I'd snatch that up in a second. That thing is nice. Yeah, the moment that they unveiled nice. that, I've been wanting that and, thing, and, man. And, it,
1: and it's funny because, uh, yeah, I've I've been saying I've been saying to a few people that I I don't like the blue jersey because I've not had a positive result in the blue jersey. So oh, I, <laughs> and then but on, you got I, one now on Saturday? I'm like, you know what. Today's the day I'm I'm gonna get a positive result in this blue jersey. I I I guarantee you. I said that to Taylor, the the uh-huh. head of Athletic, uh, and I said Taylor, we're gonna get a positive result in this jersey today because you're always messing around with the jersey. So, um yeah, but the 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 blue kit is
0: really nice. It's really nice. Man, I, I love that thing. And I love, uh, you know, grabbing your own fate there because I was actually going to ask you if you had any kind of superstitions or anything. I know everybody kind of tends to have a little bit of those here and there when it comes to sports. And, uh, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I'm just a fan. And still, I think about, like, what I'm wearing. I'm like, was I wearing those shoes when we lost the other day? I'm not wearing those this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, man, that, that thing is, is nice. And I'm glad it's not completely bad luck now. So yeah. <laughs> isn't it's,
1: it? really, it's really nice. It's my favorite kit, to be
0: honest, yeah. It's just
1: that I wasn't having any positive results in it. So I'm like, "Uh, I
0: don't know about
1: this, but yeah, it's
0: really nice. I love it. So when you, when you started deciding, okay, you're going to be a keeper and that's the path you wanted to take, um, what, I guess, what kind of gave you your, your start professionally or who gave you your start professionally? And I don't know, maybe just talk about a little bit of your professional journey.
1: Uh, So I actually, I had played like club soccer back home Uh uh, for a club called Ramona FC. That's one of Mm -hmm. the, probably one of the oldest clubs in Jamaica. I started out there um, at the under 13 level where I did well. um, One under 13 for them, under 15, I played that, uh, one under 17 for them, and then I transferred to one of the biggest clubs in Jamaica, which is Harborview FC. That's when um, I was actually in high school now, where I was on my last lap of high school and went into the professional world because Harborview had a professional system and I wanted to go pro. And I think that was one of the better clubs in Jamaica at the time. It still is. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where I transitioned uh, high school. I played high school soccer. Um, and then from there, it really took off. Where When I went to Harbor View, I played under uh, 20. I won the championship with them. And then I got a scholarship to the university of the West Indies where they had a club team. So I had to transfer from Harborview mm-hmm. to the university's team where they had a club team and the collegiate team, mm-hmm. but it was two different, it was two separate leagues. Yeah. Um, but they use like they use some of the collegiate players for the club team because they, they could do that. And um that's where everything started. I went to UE and we were in the second division at the time. Well, mm-hmm. we started from from the lowest division there is. They built their mm-hmm. way up. Fortunately when I was there, they were in the second tier of, of soccer back home in Jamaica and then uh we went there i went there in 2013 we mm-hmm. tried to get into the um the championship in in jamaica and we missed out by by uh, i think the playoffs and then the other year we tried and we won it and we got yeah. promoted. went to the playoffs got promoted and then everything just took 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 off there where i earned um my national call up when I was at UI. Mm-hmm. Um I got my first contract when I was at UI also because I I I left from UI to go uh to San Diego Loyal
0: mm-hmm.
1: slash FC Tucson. So um mm-hmm. yeah that's where everything started off made my international debut and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah that has been my journey and then uh when I when I uh didn't re for San Diego. I, I took like a couple months off because I was searching for a contract, but it just didn't happen. And I decided mm-hmm. to go back home. And I'm like, you know what? I came out of Jamaica already, and I know my talent. I can do it again. So um, I'll do it again. So yeah, I went to Harborview, where we won the championship. And then I got the call. My agent from my agent, a new club is coming in and it just happened. It just happened so so quickly with Lexington where I spoke to Stocks and Connor like today and by probably Friday, they sent me a letter of intent of of the Mm -hmm. contract, what the contract was going to be like. So everything happens so quickly and and I'm grateful for everyone in this organization. So yeah, but my, my journey... I did all that I could in Jamaica where I won mm-hmm. the goalkeeper of the year back in 2016, 17 season, uh-huh. uh, here that, that year I also won um, the, it's like a media media personality, uh, uh, award where it's called the Tony Barr's Anthony, Anthony, Tony Barr's, uh, media personality award, where I think it's the media and, other uh teams in the league that Mm -hmm. um votes for for that uh trophy i think they put up probably a, a few names and they do the voting i think it goes to how well you you carry yourself on and off the pitch how you interacted with people on and off the pitch um and and stuff like that so i was i was given that prestigious award because it's one of the most prestigious awards in Jamaican football and I was given that so um, I really appreciate that so uh, that's that's basically been a part of a part of my journey so I I came from humble humble beginnings so I'm I'm forever grateful for everything that soccer gave me.
0: So like an award like that I feel like it just means so much like you said that's like a big deal whenever you have a bunch of people like your peers or media or coaches that are Voting for you to win something, an accolade based on your character—I think that's that's huge. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. you know, in, in my mind, that, that's it's in some ways it's it's right up there with any type of championship thing because I mean that tells who you are as a person. You know, and and I could definitely see why you'd win it, man, because you're a good guy. And in my experience, and uh, that's cool. I hope you have more accolades like that coming your way. It, thinking about Lexington, you said that it happened like super quick. You talked to Stocks. You talked to Connor Talbot. Um, And those of you guys listening that aren't familiar with Connor, he's our goalkeeping coach. Um, And so what what really made you decide, Okay, you're going to leave Harborview and then come back to the States? Was it just a matter of, um, you know, what they presented the club as or the vision or was it in your mind the next step in your career as far as like this is going to get you uh, up the ladder where you eventually want to go and what you want to achieve? What was kind of the thought process for choosing Lexington?
1: To be honest, it's, it's it's both of them, to be honest, because mm-hmm. uh, I remember telling someone a few, probably a few weeks ago that when I was in Harborview, when I was at Harborview, I was really, like, even though I won the title, like, I was frustrated. I wanted to leave because, like, I didn't think that people really appreciated my talent back home in Jamaica. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, you know what? I I want to leave. I want to go somewhere where I... I I just need a new environment. I just need a new challenge because I've done it all in Jamaica like. Yeah. Won the championship now. I've won goalkeeper of the the year already. I've won mm-hmm. the Anthony Barras Media Personality Trophy already. The only thing mm-hmm. I, I didn't win was like the MP, MVP of the the entire league. So I'm like, you know, yeah. what? I've 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 zero Jamaica already. Um the schoolboy level level 2 uh um the club level, the youth club levels, I've, I've done it. So I'm like, you know what? I, I need a new challenge. I need uh, a new challenge. I need a new environment to thrive in, to, to grow and all of that. And I'm like, Lexington can be the place and uh, the, the project that they portrayed to me and all of that. Um, it was really exciting. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I told my agent, hey, let's get this deal done. Let's get it over the line as quickly as possible because I don't want to leave a shore deal, uh, deal for an onshore deal for an onshore deal. So let like let's let's get this deal over the line and then let's get to work. So here I am and I'm doing the work, putting in the work. Um, so yeah, the work continues.
0: Hey, And I love that. With with you coming to Lexington and it being like your next step, I can totally see why. Because you're the type of guy that I can tell is very driven. And I think a lot of people can tell that about you. And, you know, I understand completely whenever you feel like you need a new challenge that keeps things fresh, that keeps the the passion of the fire burning yeah. as opposed to just settling. And so, you know, you always got to make those next steps, you know, take that next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with with club, I feel like that really does a lot to make those fresh changes. Um, you know, it's speaking of just challenges and levels uh, you getting to represent the national team for Jamaica. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal. That's that's something that a lot of people dream about being able to represent their country at the national level and be a part of those teams. It's kind of for a lot of people, it seems like almost the pinnacle of of what you're you're desiring to do, yeah. because then you can go on a world stage, you know, that's it's bigger than any club and and do right by your your home nation. And, and it's just a cool experience. What was that like for you when you learned that you got the call up and and what was it like being a part of the national team. How is that a little different than your club experiences?
1: Uh, it's pretty good. Um, when when I first uh, received the call up, uh, it was really exciting because I was getting like some call up. Like it's not le- really like a call up call up, but I was mm-hmm. being invited to attend like a goalkeeper clinics with most of the the local goalkeepers that play for the national team at the time. And yeah. I- probably like 16 at the time, getting uh, called up to to train with some of those guys. And then when I got my first official call, I think it was back in 2017 where we played Trinidad and Tobago. I I didn't play, I traveled, but I didn't play. And then Mm -hmm. I think it was in 2018 where this is the first time I traveled to Europe and uh, I, I traveled with the team. And at that time, I think it was the the world Cup the World Cup was gonna gonna be played in twenty eighteen and mm-hmm. we we traveled all the way to Turkey to play South Korea, and that was South Korea was going to um the World Cup at that time, so we played all mm-hmm. this I think the only person that was missing from from that team was Sun at the time because it was in yeah uh January where mm-hmm. the EPO was still going on so he couldn't leave so um mm-hmm. yeah, I played South Korea where I made my international debut. Um mm-hmm. and I remember just walking out on the field and uh tears came out of my eyes because I'm like, this is really it. You know, I'm yeah. playing for my country and every every kid dreams of playing for their country, no matter at what level it it, it it was, you know. So I'm thankful because at the end of the day, like I told people that I didn't play youth football for Jamaica and they don't believe me because I've gotten mm-hmm. snubbed a few times where under 17 level I mm-hmm. missed out because of my age Um mm-hmm. on the 20 level uh, I was arguably probably the best goalkeeper in the island at that age group Um and mm-hmm. I, won, I won awards for that and I got snubbed again I didn't make the team mm-hmm. uh, the on the 23 level I was in training camp or I'm saying, this is the break. Now I'm finally going to be in got snubbed for the first round. And then they qualified. They called me back into camp. And this was when I actually went with the the 23 team. So that was like a bit that, that was like a bit of taste for international football. So um, yeah, from there from there. I kept working and, in the same time that's when you got promoted to the premier league and then um i i just started doing my thing for the the university of the west indies FC and then i got the call and the rest is history so i'm i'm grateful for the journey
0: yeah i i mean i can't even imagine like just the idea of even being called up to the team, let alone like starting or, or stubbing in any of it, any of it would be just mind blowing. Yeah, I would assume, you know what I mean? And I, I don't know. Just the gravity, like you said, like tears came to your eyes, the gravity of being able to represent your country on the world stage is, uh, I, I don't know, it's just kind of the pinnacle of soccer. Did you ever have a moment um being a part of the national team where either um somebody that was a teammate or somebody that you guys played against, maybe you had a moment where you met a player that you were a little starstruck that like, whoa, like we're gonna be on the same team or we're playing against each other?
1: Um probably I would say Kaylor Nabas, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, killer Navas because I really like Kaylor Navas and-, uh-huh. and Costa Rica. Uh-huh. uh and we we lost i think we lost i think it was 2-1 or 1-0 or or one i think but uh-huh. yeah i had a. I remember having a really good game that that match too and uh yeah something happened in the tunnel where i had taped my socks that was that was when referees like are saying, Oh, you have to have the same color tape as the sock that you're wearing. Oh, okay. But they, since lately I've seen that they, they've freed it up back where you can use white tape and all of that stuff. So yeah, but, um, I remember in the locker room, I had on a different color tape and he was like, Hey, to the ref, like, Hey, leave him alone. He's okay. And he mm-hmm. like, kind of like gave me a little hug and he gave me a thumbs up and a wink and, I'm like, wow, this is cool. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, and, and yeah, I remember asking him in the tunnel, "Can I have your jersey?" And he was like, "After the game, just come to the locker room." So, yeah, I got I got his jersey. It's somewhere back home in Jamaica. I hope I hope it's not lost. But I <laughs> yeah, no lost. doubt, I, it should be somewhere back home in Jamaica. So, yeah, um, yeah, um, that. Was... And even if
0: it is lost, I mean, that's a that's a heck of a memory. Just like yeah. the experience so, of it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, um. Yeah, uh, um, Andre. Like the first time I met Andre was pretty cool too. Yeah, um, Andre Blake, that is. So yeah, and yeah. right now me and, me and Andre are like best buds. Like we speak every single day. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um yeah, he 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 teaches me a lot of stuff too. So um, yeah, that was that was probably two of the best experiences when I met Andre for the first time and. And Kaylor Navas, playing against Kaylor Navas, too. Um, I've played against a few superstars, to be honest. But mm-hmm. being a goalkeeper, you know, it's it's always going to be different. So, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely uh, Kaylor Navas.
0: Yeah, I, I, I bet because as a keeper, half the superstars that are out there, they're trying to score on you. So it's like yeah. you meet them and you're like, whoa, this is cool, but yeah. I also don't like you right now because you're going to try and get one past me. <laughs> yeah, some of time, Some of them, are like, I've played against
1: a, a lot of big stars, which I can't remember because I played against Peru that had their full World Cup squad. Yeah. I played against Colombia, not Colombia, um, Ecuador that had their full World Cup squad, uh, Costa Rica, just to name a few, Korea, so yeah i've 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 played against some some big stars to be honest that i've watched in the epl and to play against them it's really an honor so as i said like i'm grateful that i've had the opportunity to play international football and travel the world because international football has really led me around the world where i travel and see new places and all of that
0: that is like a a super cool thing I feel like that is just a part of, you know, sports, but especially soccer because of how international it is and all the experiences you have with being able to, to go to all these places, connect with all these players from all over the world. I mean, you really do get the opportunity to interact with like the best of the best in a lot of circumstances. And I mean, besides the the star aspect of it of maybe being a little starry eyed whenever they come around, it's also, you know, elevating your game at the same time because you get those experiences of of seeing them or, yeah. That's, that's so cool. And I, I can only imagine, I mean, cause I'm not going to lie, you know, I've, I've told the other players this, I still get starstruck with you guys, you know, I'm just like, what? Until like meeting, you know, some of yeah. the people that you guys get starstruck by is just, you know, that would be wild. <laughs> so yeah. it's such a cool thing.
1: It's really, it's really cool. Trust me. Oh
0: yeah. I bet. Man. Uh, so with you and all of your experiences that you've had, um, especially, you know, playing in leagues where there is such a thing as promotion and relegation, this is something which I don't know if you have too much of an opinion on it, or if you've really followed it too much. One of the big things right now is the the topic of whether or not the USL might consider promotion and relegation, they're going to have that vote in August. Like if we were to have that in the USL, like do you think that would be something that's, you know, like you as a player and other players that you know, is that something exciting for you all as an opportunity to think that if you stick around in the USL that there's potential that, you know, if you're here in two or three years for LSC and if it gets enacted, we could be moving up, or is that something that's is on you guys' mind at all?
1: I've 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 seen the news, uh, but mm-hmm. I I haven't been following it up too much to be honest um sure because i think i think that i think i think it is going to be a long stretch it's going to be a long shot where i think it's probably going to have to be rebranded and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff like how are they going to do it that's my first question like yeah how are they going to do it because there there's so many leagues where you have even though i know that they're only talking about like the usl and the USL League One and USL Championship, but I don't know how how they would do it to be honest. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I saw that they they even said something about probably like introducing a, another league apart from the USL Championship and League One, and bringing another league in. So uh, yeah,
0: like sandwiched in between.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's it would be crazy. So um, I don't know, but it would be good at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's, it would be good for the owners because mm-hmm. you have owners that probably just want to stay in like league one mm-hmm. where the budget is not so much and mm-hmm. they can just afford a certain salary budget, salary cap for the entire year versus mm-hmm. teams that probably can't afford it. That would, yeah. that would, uh, welcome the, the USL relegation and promotion. Because they mm-hmm. know that they can attract players that, all right, if you guys do well, we can go to the championship builder club. And then you have championship teams that would want to stay at the championship. So um, it's really interesting. And I and I hope to see where, where it pans out because the World Cup is coming here, too. So, yeah, you know, it, it should be it should be exciting times for, for U.S. soccer.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I'm, I feel like it's so up in the air and there's so few specifics right now that it's like, yeah. who Who knows? It's all speculation right now at the end of the day, but it's always kind of one of those uh, topics that everybody either loves to talk about or hates to talk about. So I figured I might see what you thought. Uh,
1: it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next coming weeks.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. Speaking of like levels, um, if I had it my way, you'd be our keeper for as long as you want to be. Um, but I also know that a lot of you all have ambitions and I understand that those ambitions yeah. sometimes go outside of where you currently are. If you could like, just, if you could just any league, any level in the world, what league would you play in? If you could just, if you had your pick,
1: I've always growing up, I've always said I, I wanted to play in France for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for some reason I've always said that I would love to play in France.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but everyone wants to go to England. You know that for sure. Like everyone wants <laughs> to go to England, but yeah. like for some reason I I I've always said that I would definitely play like to play in the French league because I, I yeah. thought the league really interesting and I really like Marseille. So I've always yeah. said the French league. Mm-hmm. That's a league that I would I would definitely want to play in, but definitely England too. Uh-huh. uh the mls because i think the mls is growing and i've been mm-hmm. watching watching mls as far as they had the, the metro stars and yeah all those clubs so i've been watching the way back for, yeah for a good while now so yeah
0: that's cool to hear i like those it's an interesting answer because like you said everybody always says like epl that's like the the top one which i mean can't fault anybody for it. But I like that answer of uh, going and playing in France because I feel like that's a, that's a unique one. And I can't really fault you for any of those three choices because, I mean, yeah, top play and, is top and, play. And,
1: and, and to be honest, like one of the reasons I, I, I've always said France too is like growing up, I've always seen like a lot of black players playing in France too.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that representation is big, yeah, you know, it can big, really yeah. – connect with you in a way and make you feel like, okay, that's somewhere I want to be. And uh, I think that's super important and it's getting more and more important as we have more of that in these leagues. So yeah. that's, it's cool to see that connection and that that influence that it has. Very cool, man.
1: Definitely.
0: So let me ask you a little bit about like being a goalkeeper. I feel like it's just one of those positions where you have to be a special breed. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like every position, you kind of have to have your traits and your mentality that goes with yeah. it to kind of get you in the right mindset and what you're doing. But goalkeeper, even when you guys are, are training or, or, or getting ready for a game, you're usually off kind of on your own doing your thing. I mean, obviously you have your moments where you like come back together with the team, but I think that that is a, a perfect, you know example of how goalkeeping is just such a unique position. So for you as a goalkeeper like what, what do you feel is the most challenging thing about your position in particular?
1: Uh that if you make a mistake and it causes a goal then you have to you have to just live with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um yeah. To be honest like for me I have a mentality that I'm always gonna make mistakes. Um, Like mistakes are a part of the game. Not not. I retract my statement. Statement about always gonna make mistakes. I should I should have said, mistakes are a part of the game. Mm -hmm. You make mistakes from time to time. Every player makes mistakes. No player plays a perfect game each week. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If I got a back pass and I controlled it bad. I controlled it, but I controlled it like out of my reach but I still have control of, out of it. Like that's a simple mistake, but it's, it's, it's a mistake. It's a minor error, but it's a simple mistake. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So like for me, yeah. uh, you just have to be mentally strong to play that position. Cause that's a position where the leadership has to be good, where you have to learn how to command, be patient, uh, all of that. So for me, I, I love the position of being a goalkeeper because at the, at the end of the day, sometimes you, uh, how you perform Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how you perform sometimes can can boost the the moral of the team if the team is not doing well um, just a little motivation from the back you're seeing Mm -hmm. everything you're instructing them and all of that so or for me for me goalkeeping is is they say you have to be crazy to be a goalkeeper so i guess i'm crazy then but
0: (laughs) it does it give you a little bit like a an adrenaline rush being in that position like yeah yeah I, I, I bet I, uh, I I didn't play – I didn't have a super long soccer career, but I got put in goal a couple times, and man, that was two times enough for me. <laughs> I, w- I was always playing center back or defensive midfielder, and I was like, yeah. I like that a little bit better. that's yeah you know, that, that goalkeeper position, it, it just – you're right. It takes a lot of mental toughness. It takes a lot of yeah. that yeah. whole – that goal, goldfish effect, you know, like just have a short memory and then move on because, I, you know, I feel like if you don't have that mental toughness – somebody scores on you, if you let yourself dwell on that right then and there, then they're going to of course keep doing it because you're yeah. so locked into that cycle of, you know, thinking about what happened. And I think it takes a very special type of person and mindset to be able to in that moment in the game, be like, okay, got to forget about that and got to move to the next one. Yeah. Um, and, and that makes all the difference. Absolutely. And, and speaking to your point about just the idea of, of you know, the the pressure of it all, you know, nobody ever really pays attention to the mistake that was made upfield that led to a goal happening. That like everybody just sees the goal happening and they're yep. like, "Well, how come that didn't get saved?" But they don't see that way up in the know, front opponent's front. final third. You know, there was a dispossession, and then that allowed for a breakaway or something. And so, you know, I, yeah, I, man, I commend you for <laughs> for all that pressure and dealing with that because I know goalkeeping is is a tough one. It's uh, it's just different, you know. And I don't know, for you, is there, um I don't know, do you have any goalkeepers that either you grew up watching or you watch currently that maybe kind of um, you modeled your style after, or maybe um, you just tried to kind of study them and their mentality or their approach to the game that's kind of evolved your game into what it is now?
1: Uh Yeah. So like I I, I grew up watching a lot of goalkeepers. Um I like, David de Gea uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I, I do some foot saves and that's like from him cuz he's good with that but like and like Ederson too uh Steve Meyer yeah. that played in plays in France still mm-hmm. um so there are a lot of goalkeepers that I, I watch uh and I try to model my game not really model a lot of it but like take stuff, pieces stuff yeah and take pieces mm-hmm. and and put into my own game what yeah, and do better and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm always willing to learn, uh, willing to adapt to certain situations and certain environments. So, for me, uh, for for me, goalkeeping is is evolving each day and week. Where you see goalkeepers now playing high up the pitch, for example, I'm I'm excited to see Andre Onana in, in the Man United yeah. because Manchester United is my team. And okay. He's a goalkeeper that I've I've followed since he was in, IX. So yeah, uh, I'm excited to really see him playing in in, in England, where they, it's the toughest league in the world, and it's going to be challenging. But um, mm-hmm. he should be he should be really good for Manchester United.
0: That's cool. I was actually going to ask you if you had a a team out of the EPL that you support. I have a buddy who's a Man U fan. So yeah. He, yeah. We meet him go back and forth sometimes. <laughs> but, Liverpool fan? No, worse. <laughs> I'm an Everton fan, man. <laughs> really? He just he likes giving me crap all the time about it, and especially the recent years. So, uh it's it's something. But I do have two friends who are Liverpool fans, so that's even worse because they uh, stayed up this season. Ah, uh, barely, man. Yeah, and you gotta be it, careful. It, it's too much it's like giving me high blood pressure <laughs> and careful. my buddies who are right. liverpool fans like they don't even wait for the game to finish and there's already like harassing me through text and i'm like just leave me alone yeah <laughs> just, just leave me alone so that's why i was like super glad when we got our team here because i was like finally i have we a local a team, team that's can be my outlet yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and and at least if i get hurt every once in a while it'll be here and it's my team here so i yeah. uh I, I love it man man that's that's really cool so like i don't know with with your style as a keeper, what do you think kind of sets you apart? Like if you were to like pin down something about the way you approach keeping, um, what would you say that is?
1: Uh, I'm fearless. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm fearless when whenever it comes to goalkeeping uh, and I'm always like training really seriously, training hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to learn each day and all of that to to perfect my craft. So for me, uh, I just try to train as hard as possible, learn, and, and I'm fearless, brave, and, and that's what makes me who I am.
0: Yeah, I love that because I feel like that goes back to the mentality part, you know, the if the mentality is what sets you apart, then that's what's going to propel everything else. So, that's a, that's a great answer. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, for for you, like obviously, man, like you're you've been doing phenomenal this season. Um like I don't know how much you're online. I know you're you're mainly on IG, but on everything else that, that I'm on, you know, fans are always raving about your performances, dude. And and I know that we like love what you're doing for us and we love having you here. And I, I'm just curious for you, like being in Lexington, you've been here for a few months now. So yeah. like settling in and whatnot. Have you kind of started to get more of a feel for the city? Is there anything that you found that you like to do, or any particular like restaurants or spots you like to hit up in your downtime whenever it I, comes?
1: I, I'm really super chill, Tyler. So I'm I'm like from from training to home, home to training. I'm I'm super chill. Um, for me, it's more about like focusing on on my work, my job. Yeah, and, and everything else takes care of itself, but I do go out a few times, but I've not been out a lot uh, in Lexington, to be honest. I go out on a Saturday night, probably downtown next to a few of the club spots, probably like Exo or Bell's uh, Mama Tequila. Uh, so places like that, but for me, uh, I haven't been to any restaurant per se. Um, I've been to mm-hmm. Sedona Tap House. Yeah. Probably like twice or probably probably like three or four times to be honest so um, yeah that's that's basically me i'm i'm super chill to be
0: honest hey there's nothing wrong with that man i feel you sometimes like i like going out but then there's like that introverted side of me that's like i just want to be home
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's definitely me i'm a i'm an introvert and when i tell people that they're like no you're not but like when i'm in my own space i i tend to just be my own space not doing much like probably watching uh tv soccer something because uh sometimes I, I try to get away from social media but i i just can't yeah. i just can't because it's the it's the way of life now it's sad to say but yeah. like, the world is like that's the way the world is right now so uh right. sometimes i want to get off it but like um i I have fans and that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? So
0: sometimes
1: I get repost a lot and I don't repost some of them because it's like really a lot. No, I
0: totally understand.
1: Sometimes it it gets like really too much for me sometimes where I don't want to be on social media. Sometimes Mm -hmm. like reposting, I I have no problem reposting stuff, but sometimes like when it's too much, I'm like, all right, then this is my limit. Then, I won't post yeah. post anymore, you know, so stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super chill.
0: Yeah. Hey, I can respect that though, man, because you're right. Sometimes it does get overwhelming and it's like a, a flood. And I, I know I wanted to talk cause I'm all in, <laughs> on everything doing the whole thing, but I, you know, I know what you mean because like, as far as like my personal stuff, it's pretty chill and it's not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it just can kind of be a, a lot. And I'm sure, especially with you, you know, say for instance, like today. People find out that you're player of the week. I'm sure you're getting flooded with congratulations and yeah, things, and I know you appreciate that. My inbox
1: that. Is, is crazy <laughs> right now, so I'm sure. Time man, every time I see a not- notification pop up on my phone and stuff like that, but um, that that's hey, hey. that's like that's that's one of the things that drive me too to know that
0: mm-hmm.
1: people out there respect my work and are passionate yeah. about my work, and I thank mm-hmm. them too for for always supporting me. Um, I have a thing. Yeah. Where I say, uh, I appreciate uh my little fan base. And when mm-hmm. I say my little fan base, I mean people who genuinely like are there in my corner and not people yeah. that are just like trying to get on the wagon because oh I'm doing well. Yeah. You know, I've had people that has that have been following me all my journey, like from my youth soccer days at Real Moda FC FC yeah. playing under thirteen up until now. So yeah. When I when I say my few my few followers, like those are people that I I refer to. So if I if I should make a post where you mm-hmm. see me say that, that's that's like you know, and I yeah, think you're a part of that right now because I know if I should leave Lexington, you you will be following me and and checking in. So you know, like dude, for that, my
0: son would that, not let me forget you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Coop I, is is like I your biggest not. fan, man. When I told him I was coming on here with you, he's like so can i be in there and i was like oh we'll see him all again <laughs> soon man don't worry <laughs> oh by the way you should know how happy it made him that you got to shut out because then he got his free donuts from north lime oh he yeah he was just like you got to tell him all i said thanks <laughs> so i, I, I haven't dude, even, i haven't even had a free donut oh man yeah. and you're the one earning them oh geez yeah. no but you're right man i you've got a fan of me for life and uh you know, obviously, my son, and you know, I, I can respect what you mean with that because you're right. I'm sure with somebody in your position, there are a lot of people that when they see the success, they want to flock. But then, you know, whenever there's bumps in the road, they're not there. And and that, you know, I don't blame you one bit. Got to keep your yeah. circle small in a lot of cases yeah. because those are the people that really count and really matter. And you know, and that's also protecting your headspace too. So, yep, I I get what you mean, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. so I—I I mean, I have a couple of little off the wall questions for you. Yeah, you know, because I feel like we've covered a lot of like really good stuff about who you are and goalkeeping and and LSC and whatnot. So let me ask you, what's your favorite memory from the season so far?
1: Uh, probably that that game, my first game coming back. Yeah. That that, that my first game coming back, um, the Charlotte game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh that one's wild. I always tell people that was like my favorite too. Cause there was just such, such drama with that yeah, game. Yeah. It like that, it,
1: that's, that's probably my standout moment. Um, yeah. For, for me so far this season that, that I had a massive performance, but not only did I have a massive performance, the team grinded it out too. And yeah, I, we got important three points there. So yeah, for yeah. me, that's one of the, the highlights. And, and when we went on the, the the five, five unbeaten streak run that that that's yeah, enough. so yeah, it's just a, a it... bump in the road and sometimes that that happens with soccer you know, yeah uh, because we were unlucky in probably like, all of those games, where yeah. we the five one was started crazy where, bad bad call bad decision and stuff like that, so
0: it happens. Yeah, it does. I mean, I even just said it on the the pod I recorded last night with somebody that I feel like luck sometimes isn't always on our side, and I tell people that luck isn't really a stat, but at the same time, I feel like it matters, and uh, I think that luck just Left us a few times. And if if one little thing had just been different, we'd be having points and you hate that because it just like it gets in, at least for me, it gets in my head. I'm like, man, that one bad call or you know what I mean? And but yeah. like you said, you just got to got to chug forward and keep doing your thing. So do you have any like game day rituals or routines that are kind of like part of your you're you're getting ready mentally or physically uh, as far as maybe the day of or the night before. I know some players do and some players are just like, nah, I just do whatever and then go and show yeah, up and then train me, and play like,
1: for, for me. Like sometimes I go to bed like pretty late mm-hmm. and I'm like, for example, I went to bed this like last night, this morning, like I would say this morning I went to bed like at four, 4 a.m. Playing college Whoa. with, with <laughs> some of my friends back home, and then love it. <laughs> I I woke up like at eight.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, went to training at like one. Uh huh. I trained really well, and I'm back home chillaxing right now. So like for me, yeah. on a game day, so it's I just need to get the required rest that I need. Um, uh huh. And then for for I don't really focus too much on on the game like put it on my head or oh I need to do this I need to have a massive game no I'm mm-hmm. I'm just chilling where I probably watched some clips of the team yeah probably played a game last week and what, what um, might happen in the game and stuff like that for but for me it's more like just waking up on game day just relaxing having my devotion because I have my devotion mm-hmm. every day every morning so for me like just have my devotion and then i'll just be here listening to probably music or some football po- uh podcast or or mm-hmm. watching soccer or something and and just playing game or and just relaxing until it's time to, to get ready and leave out for for game day game 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 time so yeah
0: I mean, I have to say that probably be my flow too. like it stresses me out when I talk to players and they're like, here is like my itinerary for the morning before. And it's all these like things and being active and doing stuff. And I'm like, I I would just want to exist and just sit there until it was time for me to really amp up because I couldn't imagine. Yeah, because I I can't imagine feeling amped up for that whole time. Then going to the game and having the energy from the game, I would get too jittery. (laughs) As, As
1: long as I have like. Enough rest. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing really. Nothing else really really matters to me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, oh, man. Again, I
1: understand. Rest, I'm good.
0: Totally understand that. hundred percent. I, I always think it's funny just to hear like the different spectrums of that, and I feel like that's the spectrum I would be on. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to exist until it's game time, and then I'll go. <laughs> I love it, man. Then it's game time. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned you like to listen to a little bit of music beforehand. I've been asking everybody that's been coming on here, your teammates, because um, I'm always just curious. I think it's kind of fun. If you had like a a walkout theme song that the team would play for you, like whenever you come out, or like if you made a big save, what song are you having them play for you?
1: Um, I don't really know, to be honest, but like, Meek Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmare—that's a good song, you know. That's like that's a like that's a yeah type song. Like when when I when I hear that song, it puts me in a different vibe and mood. So oh man, that's good. If I if I should listen a song on game day, yeah, like that's probably one of the songs I have to listen to. To be honest, but I love that. I I, I listen a a, a lot of genre of music. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I listen to hip hop, dancehall, reggae. You'd, yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good choice. I like that. There's always like I feel everybody always has that like one or two songs that every time I listen to it is gonna just get them in that mode, and yeah. then like you're in the zone once it plays. So I, I always like asking people that because I'm just curious because you know some people it's more of like a you know a slow weird build up song. Some people it's like <laughs> fast not, paced. That's not no <laughs> no. Yeah, I have to have something that's, not, that's like intense that's gonna get me like feeling yeah. like okay. This is it, <laughs> man. That, that's good. A moment, like I, I really appreciate all this time that you've dedicated to helping me get to know you more, help the fans get to know you more. Um, I know yeah. people have been itching to hear from you. People have been asking, like, "What are you going to get them all on?" And I'm like, "I'm going to get them <laughs> on." I'm just, I'm just, I'm busy. I got a life too, and I'm trying to get people <laughs> one at a time. So yeah. it's. I think people are going to be excited to listen into this and, um, you know, I hope they've enjoyed it by the time they get to this point. And um, I, I appreciate everything that you've done for the team. I appreciate having you on this team and I appreciate you being on here with me, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me and welcoming me and making me feel so comfortable so quickly. So it's always, yeah. it's, it's not always about the purge. Sometimes it's always about like the fans and the community, you know, how you guys make us feel so yeah. warm on a game day cheering for us and, and stuff like that. So I really ap- appreciate all the supporters that come out each each and every week. Uh, they, they deserve more and hopefully we can give them more. So uh, again, I thank all the fans, uh, the kids that come out each weekend and all that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Hey, I know we appreciate you and uh, we really appreciate how genuine you are and how great you are with these fans. And I preach it every week that, you know, got to be behind you all hundred percent, you know, win, lose, draw, whatever it is. Cause I know you guys want this bad. And uh, I know that you guys, your, know, your hearts and your heads are in the right place. So I'm looking forward to seeing more awesome performances from you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Until next time, everybody, this is the crane kicks Lex podcast. We'll see you again.